1: Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show. Justin from Total Saddle Fit joins show co-hosts Reese kofler stanfield and Phillip Parks to answer some common saddle and girth fit questions. Things like girth length and saddle balance, frequency of reflocking and checking fit, and which is better, wool or foam? And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from Kentucky Performance Products.
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
2: The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissues. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
3: Well, Justin from Total Saddle Fit is back uh, this week by popular demand. Everyone loved his segment we had on a couple weeks ago, and he's going to ask a, answer a few more frequently asked questions about saddle fit. So I hope you enjoy.
4: Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really thrilled to be back on. Awesome. So we were talking. Uh, it was maybe two or three weeks ago about you know your saddle. Well, your your great girth, the total relief girth that uh, that you guys produce, and which. Uh, you know the uh, the listeners were interested in, and so we got a couple of questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The first one is is pretty pretty related to uh to the total relief girth here is how to how to measure the girth best fit for your horse?
0: All right, well, this applies to the shoulder relief girth and pretty much any other girth out there, so we won't play favorites we'll We'll apply this to everything. and there's a couple things to to factor in. Because with girth, you can really have a huge swing in the sizing and still technically make it attach a saddle to a horse. But ideally, the first thing we want to look at, or the sort of the first way that we want to air, is in the direction of length. And the the, the it's generally better to air on the long side for a, for a handful of reasons. One, it's better weight distribution over the surface of the girth. So you know if you're putting no matter how you look at it, you're going to put a little pressure on your horse when you're attaching your saddle, so might as well disperse that pressure the most you can. Uh, second, the uh, you don't want it to be too short because the buckles might run into the horse's elbow. So we want to keep that out of the way. And then thirdly, the horse's pectoral muscles run kind of in that lower area where a short girth might be. So we don't want the edge of our girth to be resting on the pectoral muscles and risk any kind of, you know, like pressure point there. So we err on the longer side, which that ends up being like a kind of a ballpark, you know, four to six inches from the bottom of the saddle flap from the end of the girth tends to be a pretty good sweet spot.
4: Okay, excellent. And the the next question is related to our last interview, but uh, we talked about tips uh, about a balanced saddle the listener was, at, was, was taught that the lowest part of the saddle seat should be parallel with the horse's back. W- would you agree with that assessment?
0: Yeah, and you know, what, what we spoke about last time, I think the way that I explained it was a ballpark, sort of rule of thumb would be that the pommel and the cantle would be level. And when the listener wrote in and said, well, I thought it was the lowest point in the seat, ultimately we're saying the same thing. You know, we're, we're looking for that center, you know, more or less center balance, and levelness for that even weight distribution. So the, the low point of the a great rule of thumb to use as well. I just find visually, if you look, if you try to look at it, you know, palm up to cancel, it's a little easier to see.
4: Excellent. Now, Reese, did you come up with some questions maybe today about asking around so you, the barn a little bit? Yeah,
3: I, it was a big topic around the barn that you were coming in, and I said, okay, everybody, what are your saddle-fitting questions? And one of the questions that came up was, how often should you have your saddle reflocked?
0: Ah, that is a good question, and I wish I had a perfect answer for you. But the fact of it is, it depends. Now, if we're going to go with a really big, kind of like a ballpark, I'd say every three to nine months. And if we're going to, like an average would be about every six months. But it's going to vary from horse to horse and rider to rider. The main things that make it fluctuate is usually, well, first off, how much you ride. Because um, you know, some people can ride ten times in six months. Some people can ride, you know, a hundred times more, probably. But a a horse, a horse that might have like a maybe a thoroughbred that you know narrow, high withers, they're usually going to break a saddle in quicker, or rather, even break down the wool in the saddle much more quickly because of the horse's conformation. Now, if you have a broader horse, and mind you, I'm sort of speaking in general generalities here, but if you have a broader horse. The they'll carry the saddle a little bit better, so it doesn't break down quite as quickly. So that that can sort of give you a general idea. You, you know, your more narrow kind of horses usually are a little bit more frequent, and the broader horses are a little bit less frequent. Um, but it's hard to give an exact answer. So if if I if you held a gun to me, I'd say every six months.
3: Okay. Yeah. No, I think that that's realistic. I mean, you know, it's hard like here in Kentucky, we get quite a bit of, you know, spring and fall, we have saddle fitters that come in for the horse show. So it works out pretty well for me. I, but I know, um, you know, I have students that live in the middle of, you know, Kansas or wherever, and it's hard to get a saddle fit. So I think that that's a good kind of generality every, every six months, maybe twice a year, if you're riding a lot, I like that.
0: Totally. So, and that's, so, you know, kind of taking it back to, uh, to the balancing that we were talking about a few weeks ago and just a minute ago. That's a really good tell. If your saddle starts, if your saddle was balanced and it starts kind of going askew one way or the other, that's a really good time when you know, even if it might still feel comfortable for you, that's a great, uh, little, little tell to let you know that probably time to, if not get a flop, at least get it checked.
3: That makes sense. So, so, you know, all of us, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. And I try not to, I try to check the saddles as much as I can. Um, you know, when you're putting your saddle on your horse, how often should you, should you be really critical about the saddle fit? Like really Um, look at the balance. You know, some of us, we are we're tired after work or you get on another horse and you don't really pay attention, but what's a good thing, good way to tell your you know, every six every six weeks. I mean, should you mark it on your calendar? The first of the month, look at your saddle. Is is there something like that that people can think about?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a really good question because honestly, if you check it every single day, you probably won't notice any any changes because it's you know it's like if if you've ever tried to lose weight, if you if you step on the yeah. scale every every six hours, you know what you're yeah. going to be pretty bum- you're not going to notice the change, you know, from from day to day. So I think making sure you have enough time in between checks. Once a month, I think, would be a great frequency to really give it a good, a good look. And I'll even add a little bit additional to that, which is check it with no pads underneath. And that's not to say that you'd ride without pads, but just girth the saddle up, girth it up tight as if you were going to ride with no pads. And that'll give you a much clearer idea of what's going on. Um, you know, pads can, can sometimes can mask things that are going on and sometimes pads can be used to correct saddle fit but to get a very pure view of what's going on check it with no pads girth up tight
3: and 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 i guess that that brings kind of another question for me you know when we do saddle fitting we typically ride without the saddle pad if the horse can handle it i've had a couple that that can't but you know we typically ride without the saddle pad to check kind of the dust marks of the saddle is that something yeah. to do when you do that check yeah,
0: that is good. You know, dust marks and, and and even sweat marks to some extent can
3: occasionally,
0: you know, be a little bit misleading because there's so much left up to, you know, interpretation, like a sort of user interpretation, potentially user error. So if, if someone is educated and knows what they're looking for, I think that's definitely helpful. And even, you know, whether, whether someone knows much about saddle fit or not, if you have a suspicion, checking something like, Sweat marks or dust marks can really co- help you either, you know, confirm or disprove what you might, be, you know, what you might be thinking is going on.
3: Cool. Yeah, that makes sense because that's I. That's how I know that, that we do it, and and I've I try to be really I try to really look once when, once our guys are here and in checking. So no, that that's a really good idea. So. On another kind of topic, this was the barn talk today, you know, you hear a lot and not talking about brands of saddles, but you hear a lot about saddles that are kind of foam or you hear wool or can you talk a little bit about the difference in, in like a wool flock saddle to a memory foam saddle? You know, I know there's a new memory foam out, you know, how how do you kind of differentiate when you go to buy a saddle uh, it's kind of confusing to know.
4: Yeah, air, it, air was a big thing not too long
2: air, ago. Air, you know, yeah, like I, I I,
4: it seems yeah. very trendy.
3: Yeah, how do you how do you know? Yeah.
0: Well, this is a bit of a contentious topic, depending on
4: um, who you're talking (laughs) to. Sorry to ask the tough questions.
0: No, no, no. I think this is a a really great question. But the reason I say it's a contentious topic is because it all depends who you're talking to and what
4: they're trying to sell you. Yeah, exactly. That's always the case. Right,
3: exactly. That's Um, why I asked you. (laughs) Because it's like, wait a minute, that's very confusing.
0: What I find is is a nice little little. Sort of check and balance on this whole debate is what happens when you talk to independent saddle fitters that are not selling, they're not representing any saddle brand. It's more about what are they like? You know, the, the independent saddle fitters that go around and do a lot more adjustments and fit checks as opposed to saddle sales. And they, without doubt, always err toward wool. And I'm I'm in the I'm in the wool camp as well. The reason being uh, a couple things. One, it's, Wool is it's just a bunch of little particles. So it, the way it breaks in and settles to a horse's back, it has like a sort of a molding effect. It can really, over time, it, it's a natural fiber and it molds to your horse's back. So that's the first benefit of wool. The second is that it, you can fine tune it and adjust it over the life of the saddle. You know, it's like a, like a car where you're changing the oil to make sure the engine's always running properly. It's kind of the same concept. Your horse is never going to stay the same shape Oh, you know, or from now until six months from now until six months from then, he's always going to be changing, whether it's muscling or, you know, cli- you know climate changes, winter to, to summer kind of stuff. So you want to keep up on that and make sure that the weight distribution, the balance, all of that's on point. And the wool really helps you do it because you can make little tweaks here and there. Now, I don't want to totally discredit foam and say, oh, it's the worst stuff ever. If you get a memory foam saddle, it happens to fit the shape of your horse's top line, the width of his spine, the balance and everything really, really well. And that can work as well. It's just, the, in practice, it's so rare that you can check every little box with the foam pa- panel saddles, just because you, they, come from the, they come from the factory with one you know, relatively rigid shape. And then you have to work with that. You can, you can do some shin padding and stuff, which is helpful. But the wool just gives you a lot of flexibility.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I, you know, it's funny. It just in anything, even, you know, there are fancy stirrups out there. And I'm sort of a, a, an old school soul, I guess. It's like I've always had a wool saddle, I've always had basic stirrup and leather, you know, irons. I, you know, I'm, I'm weird about that kind of stuff. So I'm always a little leery myself. And, and I've had, you know, I you know have somebody come in every six months for the saddles and, and are able to adjust it with the wool. So I think I'm, I guess I'm old school. So I don't 100%, um, you know, I'm kind of old school, I guess. So no, that's, that really makes sense. Cause that's a big one when you go to try saddles. Um, and I'd love to hear your opinion. Cause so, you know, a lot of times, and, and we're lucky at least here in Lexington that we have Rolex every year. And yeah. I typically tell my, my students, you know, okay, if they're looking for a new saddle, you know, I, I try to say, try to say, try to wait till April where you can go and sit in a lot of saddles. Um, and then, you know, again, we're lucky enough, typically we can get people to come out after the
1: show or, or, or whatever to come fit the horses here. Well, there you go. Thanks again to Justin from Total Saddle Fit for the tips. You can find him on the web at totalsaddlefit.com. You can listen to the Dressage Radio Show every week at dressageradio.com or by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's quick. It's free. It's easy. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of Kentucky Performance products and listeners like you.